0: Hello and welcome to Cannon Fodder. Did yeah, I just sound? I sounded like a radio guy there.
1: Yeah, you did. That was like, pretty good, like George Richards. <clears throat> yes,
0: George. he used to do his radio guy. I'm Mike A. Race. I'm here with Brian Hedger, who was probably out late with George R- Richards recently. I was down there in Florida. In uh, Florida, at Brian Hedger one. I'm at Michael A. Race one. This is the Cannon Fodder Blue Jackets podcast. Brian is, of course, the Columbus Dispatch's fine. He's a really good beat writer. I'm not just saying that because he's here. He has really no other qualities, but he's a very good <laughs> beat writer. Patrick Flaherty is at the controls, um, per usual, at the Podfather 2, and he should find number one and do what he has to do there. Right. No, nudge, wink, wink, know what I mean, know what I Take mean. Take care of it. Today is the 19th of December, 2019, Thursday. It's the afternoon as we record this. The jackets are next in action Tonight. tonight. It's tonight. Geez, where am I?
1: Tonight and Saturday, and yeah. then Monday, I think, in New York. Okay. And then Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, all. Okay. So, a couple home games here. And, Brian, after a kind of a rugged road stretch, they've had some, some bounce back here. And we're going to get to that and so much more in just a minute, right after this word from our sponsor. It's our press, our coat of arms. And what it means to wear it. Dubinsky will take it, tap it ahead for Nudabara, out to the neutral zone, finding Foligno. It's when we dig deep. Foligno's got help on the rush. At the right moment. And he drops it back for Dubinsky, over to Savard. He shoots and scores. It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Head to BlueJackets.com for tickets, news, and more. And we're back. Brian, the Jackets had a tough road trip, bodies going down all over the place. Um, they returned um, return with a back-to-back, the second half of which was Detroit, um, maybe arguably the worst team in the league. But prior to that, yet another just extraordinary performance against the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Arguably the best team in the league. This, if this, they could this play season.
1: the Capitals every night, they'd be fine.
0: So they've, they've drummed them twice. Yep. And the impressive thing about that Capitals game earlier this week to me was how they took penalties, even crossed one over into the second period and took another penalty. Uh, I think they took seven, and and their kill was seven for seven, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they scored a power play goal, um, one for two, I think they were in the power play that night. And uh, they wind up with a three nothing victory. With uh, 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 it was uh, Ovechkin had like nine shots on goal. Yeah, nine shots. Yeah, and Corpusala was terrific. He was outstanding. And this was with a cobbled together lineup. Uh, Once again, what do the lines... Who's out? Let's just get to the housework here.
1: Who is in is a better question. Who's
0: out and why and for how long? And what do the lines look like now, Brian Hedger, and the defensive pairs? Well, they just... uh, Because all we know for sure right now is Eunice Corpusal will start every night if he's drawing breath. Pretty much, yeah. They need points.
1: I was just talking about this on Twitter, going back and forth with some people, but... Um, Did
0: somebody give you a hard time on Twitter, Brian? No, no. It was a, it was a uh-huh.
1: very nice conversation between uh-huh. myself and Mark Scheig and uh, hockey writers guy. And um, um, no one else jumped in. There was a couple other people. Oh. Yeah. Jackets Cannon, I believe. Stir the pot. Anyway. um we were just talking about Jonas Corpus Hell versus Elvis Merzlikens, and a lot of people think... I mean, I know everyone wants to jump on the Elvis Merzlikens train here, you know, because his name is Elvis, and he's got a great personality, and he would be a great story if he were good, but he has not been good. He's not been good. And the and everyone's like, well, if you can't start him against the worst team in the league, who can you start him against? They did try to start him against the worst team in the got league. Got a quick hook at the and he got a quick nose in Ottawa. Ottawa, excuse me. Yeah, he got a quick hook there, and he did not look comfortable at all. There's been other starts this season where he's given up some kind of shaky goals, but he's looked okay. Like he's still looked confident. I didn't think he looked confident that entire first period, and they pulled him. And you know, I, I don't know where it goes from here on that one. But to answer your question about who's in, who's out, I mean, there's just so many guys going down right now.
0: Um, Andrew, Peake, I'll, I'll I'll just throw some names at you, and, and you can give me a skinny. I mean, let's start with the guy. Who's been out the longest Brandon Dubinsky Do we know anything About where that stands I th- I would just assume That he's out the whole season That's a wrist injury Yeah uh, Sonny Milano Who was nearly decapitated By uh by Tom Wilson. In no, the, in, uh, it was the Ottawa oh, the, game.
1: The, the Ottawa game, that's Yeah, right. that was the defenseman. That's I, right. I, ne- I never can pronounce his name Bore correctly. Wiki. Yeah, it's not that, though. It's a like Boroshevsky or something. I can't, I can't pronounce it right, but every time I try, I just call him Boro.
0: Right, no penalty on that. Sonny had kind of lost his edge. and <clears throat> Then was Josh Anderson down.
1: fought him. Then Josh and then he went out. And then he got hurt fighting him. It Was at a shoulder? Shoulder injury.
0: Sonny was concussed
1: into the next decade. Um... Yes, and I mean, he was. When he left the ice, he was definitely woozy and wobbly. But I saw him after the game, um, and he was talking to people just fine, saying, and, you know, honestly, he was saying, I, I feel fine. <laughs> but it's all about the baseline tests and, and whatnot. So uh, he's missed the last two games. I,
0: that was a scary one. Yeah, because, well, I mean. It, he was off balance, and he had his head driven into the The wall. defenseman
1: didn't know that he had fallen is the problem. He saw, He'd already committed
0: to the check. Yeah, he
1: saw him go behind him and said, okay, I'm just going to you know slide back here and, and wall him off and he ends up you know smashing his head into the boards um it's an accident but you know and then it, and then josh fights him um i don't know if you saw that fight but that fight was a heavyweight fight yeah josh was throwing some haymakers he right landed, away he landed he more. landed five i counted him he, he landed five punches all hard to borowitzki or whatever his name is uh right away and then you know Boro got back at him and popped him a couple Good times. Or Once he got a really good, good, good on the button. Yes. He got it. But that wasn't the injury. The injury is it's not a head injury, it's a shoulder injury, apparently. So, did that uh, happen in the scrap? Told that it did. So, uh, I mean, that was kind of an unfortunate situation. But that's a guy who came into the season already complaining about a shoulder injury from last year. So, you right. know, did he aggravate something that was just not fully healed? Well, we Who knows? I mean, Once you grab jerseys.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. So Anderson out, Milano out. Uh, nudevar has been out for a long time. Is he on his, on the road back after the concussion? He took a puck to the head. and It's another weird situation. He took a puck to the head against
1: Vegas on November 5th. He hasn't played since. Um, he had concussion symptoms. He was very close. To, this is what I was told. I was told that he was <clears throat> very close to coming back from the concussion. He was ready to come back from the concussion. And then a separate health issue came up, and I don't know what that is. They're not calling it. I mean, I don't even know what they're calling it, but, like, it was told to me that it was a health issue. Okay. And that it was – it happened right as he was going to come back, so he couldn't go on the road, and then I have not been given – like, they keep calling him day to day, I think.
0: So then uh – Emil Bremstrom that's what I was thinking of with Tom uh, no that wasn't Tom Wilson that was no, the cross that, check by Boyle right? That was Brian Boyle yeah with Florida
1: yeah it looked like an innocuous play too like when you look at uh, like I looked oh. at the replay and it was a,
0: I thought his kidney fell out
1: yeah but it wasn't like it wasn't egregious like Bortuzzo in St. Louis you know on, on that the Predators guy it wasn't like he you know reared back and just came down with all his force he just cross checked him he's a big fella He's a big, strong it was guy. Open ice,
0: unexpected, yeah. He got him in a soft spot. It's one thing if you're in the corner or at the front of the net, but right. Bemstrom was getting a pass away, right, and took a slash and then a cross check, and his head was turned when he got cross checked, and uh, well, he immediately reached back, yeah, the... and went off the
1: ice. Yeah, I mean, he he actually got the puck back and played it down the ice and then went off, but. Um. Yeah, but that broke his rib. That was like a you know broken rib, and he had some torn you know rib cartilage, I believe, yeah. from that issue. So he's out six to eight weeks.
0: And then the Scott Sterling of the bunch, uh, Andrew Peak, yeah, who took a puck in the mouth. Um, somehow, yeah, they, he had a rough twenty-four they just, hours. They just put a tooth back in, and then right, then he gets hit in the hand with another puck. Yeah, and, and it, he, uh, presumably broke his hand.
1: Yeah, it was a slap shot by Mike Green from the Red Wings. It just kind of went up the shaft and hit him right in the right in the hand. Um, and you could see it clear as day. Is near the end of the first period. He didn't play again after that, and he's out. Uh, they just put him on IR, and I just tweeted this out. But I don't know if they gave a timeline on him. Let's see if they gave a timeline.
0: Well, broken hands at least four weeks if it's indeed a broken um,
1: hand. They just they put him on injury reserve, and they uh, oh he's got a broken finger. Ah, but they don't give a timeline on him. <laughs> uh, well,
0: that's got a knit. Um, so what do the lines and pairs look right now look like right now and and I know you have uh the game day scorecard at dispatch.com uh at bluejacketsextra.com uh, the, that's yeah. xtra and and uh, probably linked uh, at the Facebook page that you maintain as well. Yeah,
1: what they have going on right now is uh, Eric Robinson is uh playing with uh Pierre Dubois at center and um Tessier. At, yeah, Tessier is on that line as well, and so they've been playing pretty well. Actually, they've been creating you know some scoring chances and goals. Then your next one is uh, Bjorkstrand and Nyquist uh, playing with Boone Jenner is the center. That's been a line for a while now. I mean, that one goes all the way back to those Seinfeld lines where he just kind of threw it together. Yeah, to do the opposite. Um, your third line, I believe, is Nick Foligno and Cam Atkinson. With uh, Alexander Wenberg. With Wenberg, who he didn't play the final seven minutes of Monday, uh, uh, the game in Detroit Tuesday. He got sticked in the face um, pretty hard. I guess it t- knocked out a tooth that was uh, an implant. Oh. So, yeah, it doesn't sound very comfortable.
0: <clears throat> um, but he's playing tonight. The peak thing when he got hit with the puck, um, he had a mouse guard in, and they picked the well, They picked the tooth out of the mouse guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And he said they put it back in. Yeah, he's lucky that they actually found it. You know, sometimes those things get scattered across the yeah. ice or whatever. So, um, rough 24 hours for him. And then your fourth line uh, is the, the, is Dano, Marco Dano. Recent recall. Yeah, well, emergency recall. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Stenland, another um, emergency recall. And then Riley Nash is the center there. Your
0: defensemen are Warrensky jones Zach Wierenski's back. Zach Wierenski came back against Detroit. I got to be honest. I, I I didn't think he'd back, be back so soon. I, I'm, well, I'm, my guess is that we should have looked at the schedule. My diagnosis was wrong. Right, but
1: we should have looked at the schedule because <laughs> whenever there's a Detroit Red Wings game coming up, the guy does whatever he can to play in that game, especially the ones that are in Detroit. Now it's going to be their only trip to Detroit this year, so there was no way he was missing that game unless it was like you know separated shoulder that was so bad he couldn't play. And it wasn't... He told us... He actually told us it wasn't the AC joint. He said it was the, the SC joint, which I've never even heard of. But I guess it's over by your collarbone. And it's it's a rarely injured um, area of your shoulder. But he said that the doctor told him that uh, the only way you injure it is exactly the way he injured it. <laughs> That's basically the only way you can really injure it in hockey is getting a jolt like that and having your shoulder kind of pop up. Yeah. Like that. You Like you, Anders Lee... Hit him, and it was just kind of the right way, and it sprained the sc joint. So uh, he said that he's doing good, and he can do all the things he
0: needs to do, and it's a pain tolerance thing. So he missed seven games.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, do you
0: he, have a cough button, you know. I do. I have to. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm I'm, I'm working with you there, Patrick. Yeah. And then um, Dean Kukan and Scott Harrington in the third pair.
1: Yes, and Dean Kukan, was, he filled in for Wierenski at the top with Seth Jones for seven games when Wierenski was out, and he played really well.
0: So what's going on here with this, this club right now, Brian? Is that your uh, text there? Yeah, I think. Uh, sorry about that. I'll turn that off. That was a fine.
1: <clears throat> Torts would, I have a cough button on my phone. Torts would find you. Yeah,
0: it's true. Torts would find me for coughing, but that's fine.
1: What was the question again?
0: What's let's going just, on with these guys? Let's give me your give me your general take right now. I mean, um they have to win these Patrick games. Patrick has some thoughts. They're playing thoughts. against them. Everyone has some they're, thoughts. They're they're, play, they're they're flat 500 14 14 right. and 6.
1: But they were two games under 500 That's of two games ago. Right. So, they're playing against uh, the slugs of the league. Okay? Let's just there's no other way to say it. They're playing against the the bottom of the league and you have to get points and you have to win these games. If you harbor any kind of Idea of climbing out of this thing and climbing back into the playoff race at some point. Then you got you got to win the games. I mean, you got to beat the Detroit Red Wings, and they did. Um, you know, you've got to beat the Kings tonight. I mean, the Kings are playing a little better recently. You got to beat the Kings. You got to, and you definitely have to beat the Devils on Saturday night. Those are three. Those are three games right in a row that those should be wins.
0: Now, uh, here's one thing: what I'd like to talk about, something I kicked around in a column, which I've done a few times, and. Uh, I, gotta, I I got to find some other subject matter. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, you I'm can, good. A, any, no, not you. I'm just saying anyone out there who uh, has some consternation over that, just uh, uh, Ray Stein's mailbox is open every Sunday. <laughs> so uh, uh, here's where they are. They're, they're 500 after 34 games. Yes. They have 48 games to play. To get to 97 points, uh-huh. they need 63 in their last 48 games. That's a lot. It's like one point three one points per game. Right. That's about six fifty, a little over six fifty hockey the rest of the way. Right. So they have to grind the gears and we we've used this analogy earlier in the season. Uh, they have to they have to shift into from five hundred to six fifty and grind the gears to get, get into get into that pace as fast as possible. Right. Is this doable, Brian? Well I think it's doable.
1: I don't know how realistic it is, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's impossible. I agree. <clears throat> this is a t- listen. Not realistic. Not impossible. This team has already played, I believe, twenty-one goal games. They only played twenty-seven all of last year. They were uh, uh, before the the Detroit game, before the Detroit and the Washington games. Like going into those two games. They were on pace to have 51 one-goal games this year. That's how often they were playing one-goal games. And their record was like 500 in the in those 20 that they'd played. So it doesn't take much to look at that and say, just get some goal scoring. Yeah, If
0: you get some goal scoring, you're going to win a lot more of those one-goal games if you're still in those. Now, one could argue this is a product of maturation. Um, they played seven rookies this year. They've uh, of late been playing six a night. Look, it's, they have to now. Exactly. So uh, one could argue that um, this is a process of maturing, um, and that as these players mature, maybe um, some of these one-goal games start going uh, yeah. the other way. Um, the other aspect of this—it's
1: also Cam Atkinson having like a you know career-low shooting percentage, and Josh Anderson who's out with a career-low shooting percentage.
0: You know, it's another aspect of this is that. Uh, by any measure, be they advanced metrics or just the eye test, or if you just look at the simple numbers, um, they are generating scoring chances and holding down scoring chances against yes. in their 500. Yep. So obviously there's a problem their, scoring their goal, enough
1: goals. Their goal differential, which is negative right now, it's not because of the goals they are given up. It's because, it's because they're not scoring enough.
0: That's right. And and another factor in that, too, is
1: is the backup goalie. Correct. Correct. That guy, Elvis Merzlikens, is not really... <clears throat> I mean, it's, he's trying to play his first season in the NHL, and then he's also trying to be a backup at the same time. It's, in some ways, that's not fair.
0: Right. But at the same time, got to be better than this. So where I was going with this, if you take the fact that uh, they are generating chances, they're holding down chances again, they're getting good goaltending from their number one right now. Very good goaltending, yeah. And uh, uh, they're young. They're the youngest team in the league um, as of yesterday, uh, 25.9, I believe, uh, according to hockeyreference.com. Um, according to Cap Friendly, by the way, in parentheses, they also have the biggest chunk of cap space in the league. Um, actual cap space right now, nearly 11 million, projected to be, you know, in the, I think, the 8 million range, um, right. uh, given what the, they have to commit to contracts coming out of the season. That's just projected. Um, so you have the youngest team in the league, Brian. With the biggest uh, chunk of cap space, um, this is not a terrible position to be in. No, I mean they're not going to win the cup this year. They, they, I mean, I would bet they don't make the playoffs. Um, you can't be at 500 on in the middle of December, right? And and uh, turn it on with uh, six rookies. In my my estimation, and they don't have enough high end scoring.
1: Right. That's the, the those are the biggest differences between them and the Blues last year. Right, Blues didn't have as many. Rookies. They weren't.
0: They weren't as bad. A bad a team as although last they depended. Money. They depended
1: on a, a guy who was technically a rookie in net. Yeah, and he's the one that turned it around, Jordan he, Bennington. He'd been languishing
0: in the minors for <clears throat> years, though. Right, and, and everyone
1: and, thought he was just kind of a guy,
0: and then blew up. In any case, so what do you make of this team, given those factors? Like for me, um, if if I were a fan, I would sort of sit back and say, "All right, what what happens next?" Like I like watching. Okay, Bemstrom's out. I like watching Texier. I wonder how good he can be. Sure. He, he shows some signs. Um, I, I like uh, I like the Andrew Peaks game. Heck, when Sonny went down, I even said, man, I like the way he was playing. And and y- you have some different thoughts about that, yeah. uh, about his consistency. But he does make plays in the offensive zone that other players don't. So you, you have this very – and I didn't mention everyone. You have this very young team. Um, Gabrikov. Uh, you know, Gabrikov's another one. Um, Kukan. Yeah, Kukan's
1: really come on. I, can't, I wrote about him today. They're extraordinarily deep on defense. Yes. They have an elite. They have to be. This is their. They just recalled Gabriel Carlson as an emergency recall. There he
0: is. Yeah, I've the, been wondering. Yeah. But he's, he's still in the system. He's still there. How about that, Sport He man? is their
1: 11th defenseman they've put on a roster this year so far, I think. I think Clendenning had a little spin earlier as like a depth guy. And then they had peak, and they started the season with eight. So that's eleven.
0: So they have some dough, if you will, and and uh, and uh, you wonder if they have a little yeast. Yeah, ride. This is
1: about as deep as they go defensively, I think. It's, it's about That's as deep as anyone goes. Yeah, defensively. yeah. I think this is
0: about it for the NHL people. Um, but again, well, at least it's looking, at the NHL ready, ones. I'm looking for your big picture right. th- analysis here, Brian. And, and you know where where I'm going. We've we've talked about this, but here we are. They're uh, shoot more than a third of the way through the season. <coughs>
1: You know, no. mm-hmm. I think
0: closer to forty percent gone, um, and and uh, I think over that at this point. I'd have to do the math, which it's is forty percent or forty percent into the season. So, so as I throw these things at you, mm-hmm. yammering on, what what is your look at the big picture of things right now? So the big picture, You're, you can put on your GM hat.
1: Well, I think you got to give these guys a chance to just do their thing and ride it out. We've been saying ride it out, ride it out. <laughs> I think that's all you got to do because what you because it just see what happens right because it is a maturation process I think I think that there is some growth that you're seeing especially with a Tessier. <laughs> um you know and, and other guys that are out there that are young guys Gavrikov has played really well this year I think as far he's kind of like an he's like your new Savard sort of he's he's kind of like that um you got some definite areas that that are encouraging. They just have not scored enough goals to win to put them in the playoff race. So I think if you just ride it out, let it happen, see what happens, maybe some of those goals start going in. I'm not ready to completely rate this team off as far as not making the playoffs. I'm just not. I'm not ready to say that yet because I think they're in every single game. But we're fast getting to that point, though. You're fast getting to the tipping point where it's like, okay, you just got to make a call at some point. And and if you're going to make a call... What does that mean? Okay. What does that mean? Uh, if you don't outright tank, like we've kind of said. Not the worst thing in the world. <clears throat> no. Cause especially with the draft that's coming up. Does that mean that some veterans get shipped out? Is that what? Is that what you're... like? If you get to the tipping point, are you going to trade? Do you sell at the deadline is what you're saying? Yeah. Are you selling to get more picks in this next draft that you like? Or do you hang on to some veterans, thinking, "Well, we're going to need some veterans here." Yeah, someone's got to play. We're not that far
0: off, right? You know, so what do you do if you're Yarmo? The other thing is, is um, you know, you can't just trade guys and expect return. Uh, Correct. There's some honorous contracts among them. For instance, you know, the Wenberg contract, the yep. Fleno contract. If you're thinking, I was thinking of that. more
1: along the lines of like a cam, yeah, you know, or even Fleno, because Fleno, even though it's a higher number. There's only like a year left on it, I think. Right. So, you know, he could definitely help somebody down the stretch run. It's no question. Um, he so, helped this team when he was acquired. Sure. And he's another guy that is having a career low shooting percentage right now. I mean... They have so many guys that are just not putting the puck in the net, but they're getting scoring chances that if they keep getting those scoring chances, you just have to think over the course of an 82-game
0: schedule, they're going to start putting in a lot of goals here. There's some breakaways and stuff. I mean, there's some high-quality chances.
1: Cam had about three himself against Ottawa and scored on one. He could have had like four goals in that game. And and you could just see it in his face, in his expressions. After, like he even the one he scored, was saved by the goalie. It was in the goalie's glove, but it just happened to go over the net. I mean, over the uh, the the goal line for a goal, and they had to review it, and that's how it ended up being a goal. But initially, it was a huge save. Um, that's how it's going for him this year.
0: It's going like that for a lot of guys.
1: Yeah, but he's, I, he's I, the most noticeable because he had 41 goals. I'll tell
0: you, there, there are nights when this is a frustrating team to to watch, and for, for that reason in particular, among others. There are other nights when they're, uh, you know, when they play like Washington. Sure. Where uh, that was a very well-coached team uh, playing to how the game was drawn up. Right. It was tight. Uh, it was very good defensively. They uh, oh, little, and they had to be
1: because they were, yeah. they had just lost like three guys in the Ottawa game,
0: right? And the other thing was, I mean, Washington didn't flip the switch till the third period. But credit the Jackets there as well. I mean, they right. they withstood seven power plays. That game and,
1: was a lot like the Jackets game that that against Pittsburgh that Torrella basically said was the most embarrassing thing the 7-4 game no no no, no, no. no. that he, was filled up. the one to nothing one he said that it was the right. most embarrassing he's
0: embarrassed
1: he's ever been I was thinking of the Philly game but there was the yeah, 1-0 last
0: week tell us about that what well was,
1: that was the game where he just felt they didn't show up with enough effort yeah now that may be the case and guys certainly wore it afterward And uh, Corpusalo stole them a point in that game however part of that was the fact that the pittsburgh penguins were in the exact same situation the blue jackets were against the capitals a few days later and that they had five guys out of the lineup five regulars out including crosby and Melkin. so they're not going to play their normal game they're just going to pack it in they're going to pack it in and they're going to try and make this a one nothing game which is what they did and like to me i i think that you have to give the Penguins credit, and, and, and Tortorella did, to his credit as well. He he actually gave them credit, Say, look, you know, like, I'm not going to take all the credit away from them and, and say that they didn't play well. They played their system, but he just felt like the effort wasn't there on the Blue Jackets' half. So did something similar happen with the Capitals, potentially, on Monday? Maybe, because I think the Blue Jackets played a lot like the Penguins played against them in that game. Right.
0: Right. Well, once again, I'll get the days right. Today, the Kings are in the Nationwide Arena tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, Saturday, the New Jersey Devils are in the building in the Nationwide Arena at 7 p.m. The Taylor Hollis yeah, New Jersey w- Devils. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Monday at the Islanders on December 27th, and then comes the Christmas break. December 27th at Washington. Yep, another Washington game. Yep. Three in the month of December. And then uh, Chicago at home on December 29th. That was... The Taylor Hall trade had been brewing, and by the way it went down, Brian, it seems like like he would be perfect here. He's certainly a player the Blue Jackets could use. That that's a high end player. But that, he
1: wasn't. He probably wasn't going to sign
0: here, right? But that's the thing. He's probably not going to sign. Just, it's just like Duchesne last year. Well, it's probably not going to sign in Arizona either. Correct. Given if you look at the package that New Jersey got in return, right. you would say you scratch your head and you go, "Well, the only thing that makes sense is he's going to UFA, and this is a pure rental."
1: Yeah. It was. I mean, I happen to think that the uh, the Devils got a pretty good haul there. You know, they got a first round pick out of it, right? Didn't they get yeah.
0: two? Did they get two first round picks out of that. So this was the Taylor Hall trade. Your 2018 League MVP to Arizona for a first pick in this loaded draft. Although you have to wonder where it is right. where it's going to be. Although it'd be lower, probably. Yeah, but these are valuable picks for sure. first rounders. Generally speaking, in this year particularly speaking, so a 2020 first round draft pick, it's conditional. Their 2021 third round pick also conditional, and prospects Nick Merkley, Nate Schnarr, and Kevin Ball. Yep. Merkley is a really high end defenseman prospect.
1: He's also. So, what'd you think of the deal?
0: I think it was a good deal for both sides. Now the Devils are, the Devils are paying half of. Paul's salary. Mm -hmm. And that's another
1: sweetener, right? And that's why they ended up getting so much back in return.
0: So that's um, less than three million, probably two million. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's it's, uh, he makes six million a season, right? So it's probably rated two point eight or something like yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, but uh, without that, they probably don't get nearly the return for him that they got. So that's why they were I mean, them picking up the salary, I guarantee that that maybe added in that second pick. Or one of those prospects?
0: The conditions are uh, if, if the Coyotes pick is in the top three. Then it goes to the next year. It, yeah, it slides to 2021. Right. Uh, and the condition on the 2021 pick are um, uh, a third-round pick in 2021 becomes a second-round selection if Arizona wins a, Stanley Co- a, a playoff round yeah, playoff or playoff. Hall resigns with Arizona. Right. And then there's other conditions, but we don't want to get well, into the Well, I think
1: if Hall resigns with Arizona, it goes to a first-round pick pretty sure that, goes to, the first round that goes to a first-round pick and that goes to a second-round pick if they win a playoff series. I'll read this run-on sentence.
0: All right. All right. The conditions on the 2021 pick are as follows. The third-round pick in 2021, which was part of the trade, becomes a second-round selection if Arizona wins a Stanley Cup playoff round or Taylor Hall resigns with Arizona. The third-round pick in 2021, which is, again, already included, deal, becomes a first-round selection. If Arizona wins a Stanley Cup playoff round, and Tyler Hall resigns in Arizona. If neither condition happens, neither condition happens. It stays a third round. Right? New Jersey still receives a 2021 third round pick. Yeah, right.
1: I, did, all these, I, did you get all that? Yeah, I did. All these conditional conditional picks. It seems like every trade has these conditional picks now. It's getting hard to follow, it's getting kind of
0: annoying. I, I missed the just straight up.
1: Right. You know, it's a third round pick, the second round pick, it is what it is.
0: Has there been a deal uh, like Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson since Seth Jones was traded for Ryan Johansson? I'd have to look back at at all the deals. I don't I mean, we can't think of one. Not off the time. There, there probably was one in there somewhere, but that's a, those those are increasingly rare and yeah. those used to be, that's you know, the good old hockey trade, Yeah Old time
1: hockey. No, they call it the hockey that's yeah. a hockey trade. Yeah, that's a hockey trade. One team needs this, the other team needs that. Boom, there you go.
0: All right, we're getting trite now, so we'll sign off. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, today is, a, a, well, today's Thursday. We'll talk to you next week, probably. I'm, I'm off next week. I'm heading back east for Christmas. Nice. Um, for Patrick Flaherty at the Podfather 2 and Brian Hedger at Brian Hedger. Um, and check out Brian's stuff at dispatch.com. I'm at Michael A. Race 1, and uh, I'm going to. Hop back on Twitter very soon. Uh, I've, I've taken a little Twitter vacation. You're taking a hiatus. I did. Okay. You know, I moved. There were some things going on, yeah. and I was like, it's, "It's okay. It's been nice." Yeah, I'll tell it, you. it is nice, isn't it? Like, like to be human yeah. again.
1: Yeah, just to get away from all the social media is kind of nice. Sometimes. Just
0: to pretend it's like Facebook, the '80s again, you know? Twitter, and <laughs> exactly. that's it. Right. Thanks for joining us, and Patrick, blow us out of here.